things girlfriends share. Welcome to Girlfriend It, hosted by women for women on a variety of topics most relevant to our daily lives. Weekly, we have incredible, inspiring, and influential guests as we explore everything from why ambitious women don't quite reach their full potential to how we deal with the dailiness of life. Together, we will hear compelling stories of other individuals in hopes of one thing. How do we get to know ourselves? All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to Girlfriend It. This is Patty Wyatt with the Girlfriends. Hello, hello. 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 What is the vision, the calling or desire God has put on your heart? Are you in a place where life has just been moving at a warp speed? Uh, we had challenged our listeners to take that time to even put it on your calendar, that white space to really uh, listen to what God um, wants and has in your life. Uh, we talked about you cannot miss God's sovereign will for your life, but you can miss God's prescribed will for your life. And, and just taking that time to, uh, to really be present and, and not miss it. We also talked about doing those little things. Krista, you shared about, you know, smiling. Just taking that time to smile. So I, I want to um, challenge our listeners out there to smize. And that's when you smile with your eyes, especially right now. Uh, you know, we're, we're experiencing the pandemic with a mask on. So if you put your hand over your, your mouth and you just move your smile into your eyes and you have that smize with people, especially uh, she brought up the point that it's harder maybe for introverts to keep that smize on their face, whereas extroverts, uh, we have a tendency, even if you're irritated inside, you're, you're smiling on the outside like, I'm good, I'm good, it's all good, I'm fine. <laughs> Uh, but you look at introverts, and this is where it, it's, I think it's so important to know our strengths and to know if you're an introvert or you're extrovert, if you get drained by people or if you get energized by people, because I can look, look at certain temperaments, like those that are, are a little bit more highly analytical, and I see their facial expression and I think, oh my word, they don't like me. So if you're in that mocha, when we talked about, you know, coffee temperaments and you're one of those that you're a people pleaser, you're going to see, you know, those people that aren't smizing at you and immediately feel a different vibe from them. And I think we miss it, right? We miss it just in that time that you're with them, your head, that little negative narrative is going, oh, they don't like me. They don't like me. They're not laughing at my jokes. They're not smiling at me. And they just have a more stoic look on their face. So we're talking about all things missing it. And Deb, I think you had a little story about missing it. Deb, she went away. We we are missing <laughs> Deb has left the building. Oh. We, we were talking about parking lots. We miss it in the parking lot. And 
There was a time where I was um, going in to prisons and doing some, some speaking moments. And I remember I was in Texas and I was there with uh, my friend Lisa and my, my sister Kathy. And the woman who was in charge came up to me and said, after we had done speaking at the prison, she said, you know, Patty, I would really like you to, to share your story at, at church tomorrow. And I, I thought there, there is no way I am not prepared. I'm not giving a message. <laughs> like, hello. <laughs> no, I, I not here. <laughs> the inmates are fine. I can do it here, but I'm not getting up on the pulpit and, um, giving the message. Anyway, I ended up staying up literally that whole night begging God to show up and telling him, no way, I am not doing this. But I kept preparing. And then I would tell him, no way. Then I kept preparing. And then I just, you know, it was like, okay, God, this is yours. But I'm freaking out over this. And that next day, the Sunday, I ended up sharing. And I was in the parking lot. Everybody was getting ready to go out to eat. Everybody's walking to their cars. And I had a woman come up to me and she just embraced me. She came up with this huge hug and she kind of like fell into me. And I'm like, what is going on here? And she started sobbing. She had gone to church and heard, heard this story. God had pierced her heart, but this was the kicker. She had gone into the parking lot and she sat there and she didn't want to go inside. And for whatever reason, she felt the Holy Spirit kept saying, you go inside. She actually drove off the campus and then turned around and came back. I mean, literally, she said the Holy Spirit was shoving her into church that day. So in parking lot, you know how we talked about, uh, Deb said it so, so well that you could be the number one, the number 17 yeah. and number 77. You don't know where mm-hmm. you are in that lineup where someone is mm-hmm. ready to truly right. listen and surrender. Well, mm-hmm. I must've been 77 because I had the opportunity and the, and the blessing to lead her to the Lord in the parking lot. But what's so funny about that is I would have missed it. I completely missed that moment of being number 77 and leading this, you know, young woman to the Lord. And then she went on to do an incredible ministry in the prison because I was sharing a prison story. Is that crazy? Wow. Yes. Super encouraging. Holy cow. Yes. Yeah. Cause sometimes, you know, yeah, sometimes the person, somebody plants the seed, somebody waters the seed, somebody harvests the seed, and you just never know how God is working behind the scenes if you're just obedient to Him. Just yeah. by being obedient, look how He blesses and, and you're able to be a little part of that. How yeah. encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's that obedient thing, right? That, I want to be obedient on, on my time yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> when it's convenient yeah. for me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. I hate when it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Sacrificing, yeah. you know, um, 
Speaking of missing it, so this is totally another side of the story, I, I suppose, and one that's a little more, um, I'm totally being vulnerable here because Dan and I, my husband, were talking about the topic and I, he was just commenting, you know, as he was kind of pondering, we were thinking about things. He says, well, you know, you probably missed it back in the beginning when we were married with my family. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that was like a, a knife right into my heart. And I'm like, really? But I did miss some opportunities because of my um, stubbornness and my um, immaturity. You know, I was still very young in the Lord, and I was still, you know, walking in some ways that were not pleasing to the Lord yet. I was still, I mean, I was just still learning. You know what I mean? And I look back and think, gosh, if I would have just been a little more teachable at that time and not so proud, then perhaps things, you know, could have been a lot different. And there's a lot to unfold <clears throat> in relationships, too, that, you know, affect them as to why they're the way they are now as well. But just how I need to own up to some of that. And that was really hard. You know, it's hard to... um to, to hear words like that and to look at ourselves. But yet I think back about, you know, last week we were talking about being teachable. And again, am I being teachable? That is something I want to be always open to, to hear. Um, whether it's good or bad, it, it helps you evaluate um, and how to grow from. So that was, I mean, I had to process that one. Mm -hmm. And I said, there it is. I'm sharing it. <laughs> so you can hold me accountable. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I appreciate that in, in sharing that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to, is it introspective or introspective? I always, you know, introspectively looking and being able to do that self-assessment. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and with that, we, we can share all of the great tips on how you can miss it. Uh, just like you said, selfish ambition, ambition, we can miss it. Lack of faith, we can miss it. Mm -hmm. Being undisciplined, undervaluing, undervaluing God's blessings. I mean, you know, it's, it's easy, right? Anybody can do it. Missing God is, is an easy thing to do. If we're doing things, uh, that's birth without the fruit of the spirit. We definitely, it's a sure thing, uh, avoid getting wise counsel. How many times do, like, I can look at my own children and go, why would you not have asked me that before you move <laughs> forward with that? And then you realize that's exactly what we do with God. I mean, even like a book, as simple as that, like giving a book to somebody, it, it, I, I want to get in the habit of, okay, what's the best book? That is really going to be of you and is, is, you know, to give it to, especially your friends that aren't believers. Um, my, my daughter just came over here. Now I'm throwing her under the bus and she's like in the next room. Uh, she came over here because she was doing a job interview and I, it's like, okay, I, this is what I teach in the corporate world, you know, emotional intelligence. This is what you do when you go through an interview. I'm coaching people. 
And she comes in and gets on the phone, and it's one of those video interviews where you get three minutes to answer the question. So I'm trying not to tell her what to do because she's not asking me, but she just, boom, puts record and starts, you know, yeah, my name's Paris Wyatt, and I like people, and I would be really, really good because, like, I love people, and... Why would you not come to me first? Like, let's put some jot some notes down on how to answer this, you know, more than I love people. But we we have it all figured out, right? And that's exactly what we do. And God's going, I've put people in your world for to go for that wise counsel, but no, we don't need it. So avoid avoid wise counsel at all costs. That's one tip. <laughs> That's, on how, how That's to... the moral of this story. <laughs> Make those decisions on your own. Get all your financial advice from really broke people, and those are some of the ways that you you can miss it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I um, definitely have a miss it story this week. Um, <clears throat> I feel like. Um, I, I tend to want to keep the conversation going. And mm-hmm. so silence is very, very hard for me. And, um, when there's an awkward silent moment, um, there have been so many times that I hear God saying, just keep your mouth shut. Just keep your mouth shut. There's nothing you, there's nothing anybody needs to hear from you right now. And I immediately go into whatever I'm sure everyone needs to hear from me. So, um, this week it's, it's raw cause it just really, um, uh, culminated last night. And so, um, I was at dinner with some people and there was that awkward silent moment and God said, you don't need to tell them that. Instead, I told them that. And, um, what I told them ended up hurting a lot of feelings mm-hmm. and it was uh, mortifying to me that it happened a week ago and I just found out last night that I had hurt some feelings uh-huh. by something that I, I have no, I, you know, I had no idea what I was saying, but the, the point of that was all that God, I, I clearly heard him say, there's no reason to tell this. You don't need to tell this. Just keep it. And in the middle of him saying, you don't need to tell this. I'm like, Hey guys, guess what? And it's, it's something that I really need to, I, I mean, I pray about it all the time. And even if I pray about it, I'm like, Lord, just keep my mouth shut. And the second I have the word shut out, I'm saying something else. So I am, that was my, I missed it and I missed it big time. And in the me, in the middle, mm. I was devastated. I yeah. hurt, I hurt people and yeah. Just listen to God on that one and not worried about an awkward silence because I guess there's some people that can handle that awkward silence mm-hmm. and maybe enjoy it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, do you see that hand? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, with you, with you on the awkward silence, um, sharing that same burden. We, we don't like that. I heard something that, that helped me with that, um, like at a conference a couple of years ago in a small group setting. I wanted to get people to speak up and to share and to participate and no one's talking and they're not volunteering information. They're not sharing. They're not answering questions. And I'm like, Come on, people, participate. And so the leader said, he said, when there's awkward silence, 
that is when the Holy Spirit moves. I'm like, oh, he says, just as it gets awkward, let it hang lower and lower and just let it feel awkward. I'm like, wow. And so he actually did a demonstration of that and it got to a place and no one was answering or there was a question asked and no one answering. And you could just feel that room mm-hmm. start to move into a more supernatural spiritual place when there was real, real transparency and God moving. And, wow, um, Jerry, that's it, amazing. That's yeah. real good. And I will remember that I can visually, I can remember that just let it hang there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really a good word. Wow. Yeah. You, you know, though, Deb, uh, it, I'm I'm one of those two, and I think there's a lot of extroverts that really have a hard time with with silence, mm-hmm. and and I love that that visual Sherry too of just you know letting it hang there, and I'm I'm trying to get better at that rather than always having to fill the space. Right. And I think too what what's hard is that you, Deb, you're super witty and funny. I mean you. I, I don't know what the world would be like without you because you just have a way of throwing those Apparently, things. a little bit better. <laughs> For some people, perhaps they could do without you. Yes, many. My mother, my mother's probably one of them. <laughs> and I, I look at you and to me, witty, humorous people are super, super smart because their brain is wired in such a way that it taps into this humor. Yeah. And it's just pop, pop, pop. And you go, okay, because I'm, I'm with you. I say things that I think, I'm sorry, I am just so stinking funny. And so like, why don't people, we need a TV show. That's how funny we are. Exactly, exactly. We should do like a podcast or something. I don't want to keep this this talent hidden. We need to bless people with this. And and so I say things with sarcastically, never, my intention is never to wound anyone or or hurt anyone. And later on, uh, you know, my, my husband will make a comment like, uh, I don't know if that was appropriate. Yeah. And uh, it's like, wait, what? Are you, I teach what? emotional intelligence. I am so 95% <laughs> socially aware. And you, my man, are telling me that that was not appropriate. Yeah. And then, yeah, you start praying. You start, re- it starts resonating going, and they might have been offended by that. Yeah. And it, it's it's hard because you're yeah, supposed yeah. to only see the fun and the humor in it. You're not supposed to be wounded by it. And especially now in our very political correct realm where I just have to bite my tongue so often because I mean it to be humorous and I forget that there there's all different perspectives yeah, yeah. that are coming. And it does go back to knowing your audience. <laughs> I, I was that. I wasn't at a table with a bunch of comedians, professional comedians, you know. So I I need to know my audience and not everybody does think I'm funny or fun or which I know is a total shock right now to everyone, but you know, not everyone does get me. And so I need to remember that thank you. Dad, thank you, thank you. But I need to remember that my way is not always just the the most proper way. 
Um, and when God tells me to keep my mouth shut, I, I need to really, that is my prayer this week is that God uh, shows me more times to shut my mouth because it's just as vivid. When I am pulled up to a homeless person, do you know how sometimes God gives you that feeling like, I, I might want you to give him something or he gives you the opposite, like you immediately sense evil, you know, in the area. And so um, there's been a couple times that I have not listened to his still small voice and had to get down the road and he hit me up against the back of the head and I had to turn around, make a U-turn and go back and be obedient, even though I didn't want to. Wow. So. Wow. So, you know, when we say things like, you know, I, I, I heard God, I heard from God, I heard his voice. I, uh, how, how do you guys, what is the path that, that spiritual pathway where you can truly hear from, from God? Mine, mine is repetition. I keep, you know, I'll, I'll read it in, in scripture and then a friend will say it to me and then you're praying and that thought will come up. So it's like, that's kind of how I, I hear from him. Um, what is your spiritual pathway where you actually hear from God? So I was just going to, um, I'm the same way as well, where, um, especially after three times, I'm like, okay, you don't have to say it again. I really get it. But I find that through my journaling, that has really opened up so much because you really then see it, hear it much, much quicker than when I wasn't journaling and taking the time to just read it. And I love to go back because something will kind of be trigger something in me if it was that day reading or listening to music, whatever it might be. And I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. I think he says something like that a couple of days ago. And so that's what's so great about journaling is you can go back and, and I, I love pens. Okay. So I love colored pens. I just have an addiction to them. And so I, you do too, right? And I love to like write a word that stands out. And so whatever that word is, it never fails. It's something that's a thread that God is speaking to me through. And it's just such a beautiful thing to be able to look back and really see he's speaking directly to me and that assurance to know that this is what he wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. People question also like, what do you mean? How he talks to you? What are you a weirdo? You know, and it, it is, it's more of a feeling. I know if, especially in this time right now that we're in, sometimes I just say, Lord, I just need to feel you. Don't let me miss that. I just need to feel you right now for my um, sanity. And then there will just this feeling just comes over you of peace and warmth. And so it's not like he's, you know, you know, Debbie, hello. It's, it's more for me. It's, it's just a sense. It's a, it's a, it's a peace. And sometimes it is a brick in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it really mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, it's, it's a, it's a still small prompting and I, I check it and say, you know what? Does that align with what I know to be true mm-hmm. in scripture? Okay. You know what? Then, then you need to move on that. I need to say that. I need to go do that. I need to call them. I need to um, say for free. I ask for forgiveness. I need to call. Uh, I need to reach out to that person. If I, if I hear that prompting, and I know that it is everything that lines up with what I know God's word says, I'm like you know what? Then that's mm-hmm. you need you need to obey that. So that's that's how I check that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that's so important. And. Uh, on a receiving side. So 
years ago, um, when Matthew, my youngest was going through, he, he had special needs and he was struggling and I was at a really, really down place. And I had a mentor who called me from out of state. She was out of state that, that, that week and said to me, um, I, God gave me a verse for you today. And I'm like, what? And it was exactly what I needed to hear. And, and she kept saying, that is not for me. I was doing my quiet time and God was very direct about putting you on my heart to share this with you. And so she, she hung up and she called me right back again to remind me that was not for me, Krista. That was for you. And I, you know, I still, it brings tears to my eyes because I'm like, God called me today. Like he loved me enough to give me his word and his promise that I needed so bad because I was so down and I was starting to grieve and learning what grief looked like with a special needs child that my child may never be atypical. Um, and you know what, that's a whole nother story because he's an, he's a miracle. But in that moment, are we also listening to God to be able to give those words to others? Because let me tell you, receiving that changed my life. I mean, it was like God became more real to me. And I want to give that back to others. I want to be listening and hearing those nudgings as well and say, oh, do this now, Christette. Send that verse to them. I, I'm mm-hmm. telling you this because it's for someone else as well. Okay, Christette. That's just wild that you were talking about that, like through our pain. Um, I, I had a crazy week last week and I had, I shared with my sister and I, I was just hurting on a, on a personal thing that was happening. And this morning, today, she sent me, when we accept the fires of sorrow that God allows in our life, he will make us nourishment for other people who are hurting. And, you know, just like you said, when you get that message, it, it stirred my soul. It was such an image, that imagery of he's going to make us nourishment. And, and you just did it, you know, and said, I want, I don't want to miss it because once again, God doesn't, uh, waste anything. He doesn't waste that pain. He doesn't waste it when we're in that sorrow and when we allow him to prune us and be in that white space or that place, uh, then he turns us into nourishment for, for others, which is so, so cool. And with that, we are at the end of our show. It goes by so fast. It went by so fast. Yes. (laughs) And, uh, going to talk about some, some tips here, some challenges. Uh, do you guys have one specific thing that you want to share with our, our listeners today before we leave? I'm going to say, uh, keep your mouth shut. That's my tip. <laughs> Just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> and, and that goes back to missing God is easy, right? Uh, and, yeah. uh, not listen to the Holy Spirit. We can avoid wise counsel at all, all costs. Um, we can, uh, not compare, like what Sherry was saying, compare our decision to what God has. Mm-hmm. In his word, like, are, is it true? Can we move forward? Is this going to hurt somebody, um, in, in being a stumbling, stumbling block and pray, 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 pray. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. To girlfriend it because our girlfriends are where we get our best tips for life. Find us on Facebook at girlfriend it. 
Hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com.